Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Company of One. I am your host, Dale Callahan, and today I'm going to be sharing with you how to use the reverse interview to stand out in your current company. Mostly what we're talking about is how do you market yourself internally to your company. So I'm going to give you a couple of steps here. I'm referring you back to, in the show notes, you will see uh, back to a couple of my episodes where we talk about reverse interviews. Now, first and foremost, what is the reverse interview? What is a reverse interview? Sometimes we hear this referred to as a informational interview. This is a this is a trick. Oftentimes, people are using uh, when we hear the word interview to get a job. So both of these techniques are being used to get a job. I'm using them interchangeably: the inter- informational interview and the Reverse interview. I like the word reverse interview because what it is, it's you are going and controlling the interview. So that's what we're going to talk about. What? So how does a reverse interview work? I'll give you a very brief. You find out somebody you want to talk to and learn from. Maybe it's somebody who holds a job you want to or somebody that, in, since we're talking about inside your company, it's somebody inside the company you want to learn from. You go and you, you talk to them, but you talk to them a bit on a personal level. Uh, because uh, we know that people like to talk about themselves. So what does that mean to talk on a personal level? It means I ask you questions about you instead of talking about me. So I'm going to ask you some specific questions. I'm going to ask you, how did you get in the position you are in? It's an open book question, and it's just that first meeting, curiosity, Uh, Hey, you know, I see what you're doing. How did you get here? What was your path to get here? You learn a ton about a person in that alone. And you also may learn that they know things about your background that uh, uh, they may have a similar background is what I mean to yours. The second question you want to ask them is what do you love? What do you hate about what you do? And I kind of package that in the same question. Again, these are questions asking them to talk about themselves. And the third question you want to ask them is, uh, what keeps them awake at night? Now, inside your company, uh, as, you, as you're talking to them, I might ask them about their job function, especially as it relates to my job function. But I like to ask people, no matter where I go, what are the challenges they're having on their job? It may be that they are having. It may be that their t- particular group or their division or their uh, team is having, or maybe it's a, a challenge that the entire company is having. Um, so those are the kind of things I like to ask. Now, notice all three are open-ended questions. Uh, they're not yes/no answers, and all three are encouraging the other person to do the talking. Now that links back to the famous Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you want people to like you, you get them to talk about their favorite subject, which is themselves, right? We get that. Uh, that's what we like to talk about, too. But this is a way of doing it that's that's more or less I'm interviewing them. I'm trying to learn from them, and I'm trying to get some specific information from them. And this those three questions put that in a targeted way. I will put those questions of the reverse interview uh, in the show notes, and I'll link back to the other uh, episodes I've done on that. Usually, I'm using this method for one or two reasons. Uh, I use the reverse interview for cr- creating and finding new companies. I'm trying to start a company and trying to 
interview people who are doing something similar, or I'm trying to create jobs, uh, kind of piercing into that hidden job market, if you will. So that's what the reverse interview is. Now, let's talk about why I would suggest you using this in your company, on your job. So if you work for an IBM, doing this inside IBM, uh, what what's going on inside that different company? So the reason I like to do stuff like this is I learn about different departments and functions, and sometimes even different companies when your company holds different companies. Um, I, it just it just is a great opportunity. You're you're both working for the same company. You both have the same overall objectives, and this gives you a great opportunity to kind of find out what else is going on, uh, and that helps you a lot to add more value on your day job. Uh, it helps you to do what Stephen Covey does in his Seven Habits book. He talks about seeking to understand. Now, this is particularly very powerful when your comp- your team, your division, whatever it is, is interfacing with another, such as you're in the engineering and you're interfacing with marketing. And there's, there's clashes because the expectations on both sides. And so when you go and talk to the other side with this, trying to develop some understanding, you are doing the listening instead of the talking. And uh, it helps build bridges between the two areas, which often have conflict, you know, just the normal conflict that goes on. So, I, you know, Stephen Covey again refers this to this as seek first to understand. Uh, the, sec- the third piece is, like I said before, is you add more value to your team or to your company in general when you have knowledge of what's going on in other parts. Uh, so suddenly you become the in-the-know person because you know what these different divisions of the company and the organization are doing. But let's think selfishly why I do this kind of thing is there's a couple of selfish reasons. Is Number one, I'm looking for new opportunities, right? Especially if you're in a large company. If you're in a large company, there's all kinds of things going on. And so you may find new job opportunities, new cool things to go do by going out there and interviewing people. And this is, this, by the way, again, is how I use this often with clients to help them find jobs. They do this to unlock the, the challenges other people are having to find opportunities for them to come in and do the job, right? So if somebody's having a challenge and it's some of your expertise, somebody needs an engineer with, I'll give you my background. I did this once, had some background in SS7 networking, signaling system seven. Some of you might know what that is, probably very few of you. Uh, but I had some background in that and I was just talking to, a, to another uh, group of people that, and it came up that they had some challenges because they needed somebody who could speak SS7. Well, I could do that. And I just had this conversation um, that I didn't really mean to be having. And so suddenly, boom, I was in a new position uh, and a new contract opportunity, what that was for me. So it was me finding a new client. Um, but the second selfish reason would be uh, the second selfish reason would be to find new allies and new friends. When you're working for a big company, it's kind of cool to get to know people in other areas and just to make friends and to get to uh, to understand the other side and they become allies of yours 
as uh, some of the conflict that's naturally that exists between divisions and teams, you are that bridge and you have an ally on the other side that you've met with, that you have some level of camaraderie with and uh, some level of understanding. So you have these allies. And the last selfish reason I have is branding yourself. Just flat out, the more the, the statement that we always hear is it's more it's more important who you know than what you know. The statement really should be it's more important who knows you. And when you go out and talk to people and you do it in this way that you're listening and you're getting them to talk about themselves, they like you, they trust you. And now you are branding yourself. Uh, so those are, those are the three kind of what I would call the, the three company reasons and the three selfish reasons, and all of them play together, right? In every way, your company wins, uh, but uh, those are the three reasons I look at for doing this. So let's talk now how about how to do this on the job. I'm going to give you a couple of Pierce's, uh, I mean, a, a, yeah, a couple of uh, views of how you might do this. And uh, one caution that you probably can see coming. But let's talk, let's talk uh, about how some of these look. This is something I use with clients very, very often for various reasons. They're new technical people. They're trying to move up the ladder. They're trying to understand. Maybe they are uh, trying to move out of a technical position into a more executive position or less technical position. Uh, all kinds of different reasons you might want to do these. So the first step here to do this on your job is to think of, or one methodology I might do this with, is to be targeted and intentional. In other words, I need to learn something. What goes on in another group? So I need to go find somebody in that other group. And again, maybe it's a group that there's we're interfacing with and there's some conflict. So I need to go learn. Um, Maybe I want to grow into leadership. I see this a lot with technical experts. Uh, sometimes to break out of the technical bar uh, the technical boundaries and move into leadership, even technical leadership, is uh, it takes about the energy to get something out to break gravity, because you're so good at your technical what you do that you need an incredible amount of pull from one side and push from your side to get out and move into a better leadership position. Uh, maybe you want to improve processes on your side or with your group, and uh, you want to go find out maybe how a different team does this. So in other words, all of these are saying you're not doing this just for the sheer enjoyment as much as you've got a goal. You're trying to, uh, to uh, understand something. Um, so we, we start by defining what that is. And then we want to check out other lines and revenue lines of revenue in our company or best practices. For instance, uh, when I was with uh, AT&T, some I, I ran a switching control center, and oftentimes, and we were location based. So I would reach out to the other switching control centers in the state or the states nearby, and just look at best practices. What are we doing now? The company organized some of those things, of course. But I needed to get to know some of those people personally uh, so I could pick up the phone and I could call them and ask them some questions. At the university, we have different schools. So I'm, re I'm currently reaching out because I've taken on a recruiting role um, and the recruiting team is under me. 
And I'm, so I'm reaching out to other schools to find out what are their best practices in recruiting. So there was my goal, and it kind of here's how I'm, I'm going about it. I'm checking out what the other lines of revenue or maybe what the other products, the product teams, whatever you want to call them, the other teams doing similar things inside my company. So then I want to meet out, reach out one, uh, I want to reach out to me one-on-one and discuss the problem. Uh, so this is another targeted, intentional kind of thing. Is uh, so Like I just gave the example. I wanted to reach out to some other people and find out what are their best practices for recruiting? What do they track? What metrics do they use? Uh, how do they... Uh, how do they do this in a way that's different than what we're doing? And what's different about their team than mine? And, and uh, like in a, in a recent one, I noticed that their recruiting team, which is much larger than my recruiting team. So it gives me some insight into what's going on when somebody tells me, hey, X and X school over here is doing gang, going gangbusters. And I'm like in the back of my head saying, yeah, but they have five times the people on their team that we do. Uh, so we have to think about how do we do things differently, uh, but yet we see that they're doing some things that are really excellent, and and so we can bring those practices back in. So that's all. That's kind of me being targeted and intentional. So you think about what it is that you want to learn, what kind of conflicts you've had. Uh, not you personally, but what kind of challenges and conflicts are you having inside your company with other teams, other divisions? Uh, maybe uh, are there other locations, other product lines that you can learn from best practices? And I realize you're probably sitting in here thinking, Dale, I don't have time for this. Yes, you do. Yes. When you do these things, even though they take time, they're going to actually save you time in the long run. And they're going to open up doors that you didn't even know were there. So uh, it's one of those things that increases your personal network. That's always a good thing, right? You should always increase your personal network. You should always meet with people. Uh, And by the way, as I'm talking about this, you should always go back into LinkedIn and connect with these people intentionally on LinkedIn after you've met with them. That reminds me, I haven't done that with a team I just met with the other day. I really should probably take my own advice on that one, shouldn't I? All right, so the second one is uh, the second the second kind of methodology to break into using the reverse interview inside your company is, uh, is to go out and be general and be open. And what I mean by that is go to meetings. You know, these silly large meetings that you really don't have an agenda point. It's just listening uh, go to some of those things that they seem pointless, and you just m- may hear a person speak. Uh, they may t- pique your interest, and you go up to them. It's, that's not the time, but at that point, you can go up to them and say, hey, love what I heard you say. would like to talk more, and set a time to go grab coffee, go to their office, whatever, and then kind of do that reverse interview once you meet them. helps you get to know them better. Um, so, so that's a broad method. But there's also, you might want to connect um, just loosely with those. If there's not a problem, so let's say there's other, other divisions, there's nothing to learn. You're just trying to connect with other teams. Um, always doing that it, just to be general and open and, and learning from what the other teams are doing. 
So the fourth view, I, or the, the, I'm saying third, I cannot count. By the way, I'm losing my voice. I don't know what's going on. I, I think it's the uh, summertime allergies. So if I feel like I'm straining, I am. <laughs> so, uh, so the fourth thing here, or the third thing here, is to be growth-minded. Um, now, this is gets back to the personal. This is a little bit back what I said before, is somebody is in a position you want to be in. It may be in your upper line of management. It may be somewhat in a different team, uh, in a different company line, right? There's always something and you've got your eye on say, I would love to do that. Maybe you went to one of these general meetings and you heard somebody speak and you got your interest got piqued on what they're doing. That sounds like a cool thing to go do. I want that person's job. Or I want to work for that person. I want to be that person's boss, whatever. Now, to once you find the people that you are in the position you want to be in, you know, the, the term I always say is they're living your dream. You want to do that. You want to go do that one job. So those are the people you want to be reaching out to. Uh, and, and so it may have nothing to do with you. You may have be totally disconnected uh, from what you're doing. Uh, so I know some people with uh, one company, and they have a real estate division, Um and what the what the individual does is engineering, substations, and stuff like that had nothing to do with the real estate division, uh, but just was interested because he was interested in real estate as a, as a general rule. He just kind of had this thing about it, loved it. So he was reaching out to people in this real estate division. And, you know, it's one of these obscure divisions. You know, your company has these big, giant divisions. It's kind of the operational core. And then there's all these little small things that go on in the company that you might not even know exist. And that's what this real estate group was. It was a very small team, and uh, he wanted to learn what's going on, and he ended up moving over to that team after doing this particular exercise, uh, getting to know these people. So, again, what we're looking at is kind of is, is we have some selfish reasons here, and we have some, um, some company reasons, and you can see they're mixed, right, of why we might use the reverse interview. Uh, but I want to give you a word of caution. Get the blessing of your boss in doing this. Right? <laughs> there's just there's just some people that are just, and, and I'd say it's a corporate culture. Sometimes it is a corporate culture. I know a company, they're all stiff-necked people. And if you go if you go past your boss to talk to the boss's boss or talk to the boss's boss and another peer and another team, you know, you've 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 caused yourself grief. Sometimes it's just your boss is, uh, is very um, insecure and doesn't like you doing these things. So you, you want to get the blessing. And so you want to be saying, hey, I'm just trying to learn. I'm not trying to get a job. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to learn. I'm not, yeah. What people are usually worried about is you going over their head to solve a problem. Now, what you're really doing here is just trying to learn. So, um, but you want to make sure everybody's cool with it. Um, you, it you know, if you're... You don't want to go to your boss's boss to do this without your boss's blessing. Um, and if and if they're not going to give the blessing, then just don't do it or do it a different way. So here's here's something that a um, a young engineer came to me, or a engineer that didn't have a lot of years of experience in this particular company. I don't know how young he was, but he didn't have a lot of experience in this particular company, and he wanted to connect to the higher-ups. And he said, I got this, 
we've got this path in the way and I'd have to talk to my boss to get to talk to his boss. And, you know, and I, I want to get to the people in the executive suite, but I don't know how to do that without stepping on everybody's toes. So what he did, we devised a scheme is find out what professional associations these people are belong to. And in this particular case, the executives were active members of IEEE, Institute of Electrical Electronic Engineers. They were active members. They had roles. They had responsibilities. They, were, um, they, they encouraged employees to be active members. And, of course, most of them weren't. You know, that's the typical thing. Uh, we say, we don't have time for that. So what he did is he he joined the chapter, the local, or joined IEEE, joined the local group, uh, and now he's sitting shoulder to shoulder with his boss, his boss, his boss, right? And now they're having conversations that have nothing to do with the job per se, but they're getting to know each other. He had the opportunity just as in a few minutes before an IEEE meeting, he had the few minutes to just sit down and do a reverse interview with him. And just have a chat, right? It would probably took him five or ten minutes that they had a chat before the meeting and uh, got to know him. And the next thing he knows, he's working on a team with him uh, outside in IEEE. Well, just the, so the incredible visibility that came from that got him promoted uh, a couple of levels up, working up under this guy a little closer. Uh, so professional organizations, I mean, that's one of the great parts about them is you step outside of the confines of the politics of your organization and you can go around and do that. Now, but again, use caution, use your brain. I, I run into a lot of people who are hyper cautious. In other words, they're cautious without reason. And I know their company is okay with it. And there's other people that they're cautious with good reason. So just have some conversations about what's going to work inside your company. Uh, But either way, using this reverse interview technique is a great way for you to get to know people, a great way for you to expand your personal brand, and a great way for you to serve your company better just because you understand the company better. Remember, the company is not a big logo. It's not a building. The company is all about people. And by doing the reverse interview, you're getting to know those people. Give it a shot. Go out and try to do this some of this week. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. I would love it also if you shoot me a review on iTunes. Go over if you think this is something awesome. Tell me about it. Tell me on iTunes. I need to start doing shout outs about them. I will. Uh, Shoot me an email if you have any questions, if you want to connect. Uh, love to hear from you. And of course, go over to LinkedIn, shoot me, connect on LinkedIn. Love to hear. Just shout out that you uh, listen to the podcast so I know who you are. Because if you're like me, you got all these crazy LinkedIn requests and we don't know who they are, right? Uh, so I want to know who you are. I love the fact that you're listening and I want to support you. Thank you so much for supporting me. Till next week.